Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, folks, it's January 2nd. Hope y'all had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. You stayed safe and healthy throughout all the holidays. Yes. We are going to finish up Hawkeye. However, we also have two other people now that have seen Spider-Man. No spoilers. Jeremy, what's your will meter? Uh, Mine is that... uh, No spoilers. It's a mix between whelmed and pleasantly whelmed. So is that mildly whelmed? Mildly pleasantly whelmed. (laughs) (laughs) Mildly whelmed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah somewhere in there no it didn't does it make top 10 of all the marvel movies yes uh we'll we know see. it didn't make first place yeah well all right so seeing as how captain marvel takes up at least six of those oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> uh but no yeah it definitely took top 10 so top five no, probably not, honestly. Are any of the Spider-Man movies in your top five? Yeah, like the, well, with Tom Holland, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's what I was meaning, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, the, honestly, the first and second one are tied to me. So, yeah, they, they would oh. be like my number five there. All right, then. Probably. Cool. I also saw it, was able to go with my son, and uh, that was... <laughs> Hey, there's a lot of pregame before going because, you know, trying to keep a seven-year-old in a seat for two and a half hours more because of previews and being like, hey, nah, get your mouth off that high C. Like, (laughs) (laughs) ain't no piss breaks in this, buddy. Sorry. (laughs) That ain't ain't happening. (laughs) Woke up that morning, was like, nah, you ain't getting no orange juice. You ain't getting no water. Nope. Mm -mm. If you are, you better (laughs) chug it down now and you better pee it all out before we go. No sugar. Yeah. No sugar. No tea. No none of that. No. No. I was to precursor this again, no spoilers. I did spoil major parts of the movie for myself the Wednesday before it came out. So I knew a lot of the things that were gonna happen. Honestly, I was probably just whelmed. I like seeing the stuff that I saw, but this movie I don't think cracks top ten for me. Really? Even like, doesn't even crack top 10. Wow. But I'm also not a Spider-Man fan, though, either. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll flesh a lot more of this out. Probably. What do y'all think? Next episode? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Gotta get it in before we start forgetting stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> well, I, I definitely I definitely want to talk about next episode, but I've got a lot <laughs> to say about this episode. All right. The, the only, the news rumor mill that I've heard that was interesting to me was it's been said that Michael Keaton is going to be on the set of Batgirl, HBO Max Batgirl. I find it interesting. Yeah. Is he going to be, do do they know if it's Bruce Wayne or is it like, I don't know, like is Batgirl taking place in, in the Michael Keaton universe? I guess that's weird. If so. So all I heard again, it's rumor stuff is that he was going to be in Batgirl. So that my, that made my mind go to, okay, you know, for years we've all said we want Michael Keaton as Batman Beyond. Are we going to get that? But in Batgirl form. Or is this going to be like, <laughs> like, 
Once again, this is the same bullshit that I was bitching about last week. <laughs> like, if you're going to do Batman Beyond, just fucking do Batman Beyond. Why you got to do a fucking, oh, it's Batgirl Batman Beyond. Like, that's so dumb if that's the case. <laughs> Jerry, what were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say, like, this could be like the Batgirl, the Batty-verse or something. The Batty-verse. <laughs> Batgirl into the Batverse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with them doing a bar... Like, I would love to see a, a Barbara-led, like, movie or television show or something. But, like, if they're doing Batman Beyond, but with Barbara, like, that's dumb. Do something different. Oh, okay. <laughs> At first, for some reason, I was thinking in my head, like, making Michael Keaton Batman Beyond. I'm like, isn't he kind of old for that? But... Yeah, so you're talking about, like, Batgirl being, like, the Batman Beyond, and then him being the old Bruce Wayne type thing. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Barbara would be Terry McGinnis's role. Yeah. Yep. That's that's so dumb. Plus, that doesn't even make any sense, because in the Batman Beyond universe, Barbara is commissioner. Yeah. So... <laughs> look, I hope look. that's wrong. I hope it's just a... He's playing a, a, some role, and it's just like, oh, wink, we got OG, you know, 90s Batman <laughs> as a role, not as like, oh, he's Bruce Wayne. Oh, again, him being on there is a rumor that I heard. I've, I've not, I've yet to hear that it was confirmed, and that's just what came to mind. Nothing has been said that it will be a Batman Beyond Batgirl version. Like, but I love your reaction. Uh, so basically, you're just poking the bear over there. Yeah. Yeah. I I want them to do like uh, Batman Beyond was like a really cool. I know they continued on the story in the comics, mm -hmm. but it was a really cool continuation of that. Like yeah. Batman, the animated series universe. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, who else better than, you know, Michael Keaton to be old man Bruce? Like. That just seems perfect. Yeah. And then with the setup of Flashpoint coming up or whatever that Flash movie is going to be called, like, I don't know. I could just see him getting hurt or realizing he's too old to do this. Mm -hmm. And then Barbara stepping in. I would like if they were. I wonder who they if they ever were to do a Batman Beyond, who who would be a good Terry? A long time ago, I remember people fan casting like Keanu Reeves as Terry McGinnis, but he's way too old now. Anyway, sorry, I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's break into this Hawkeye episode six. Again, I I have no idea what the name is. So if y'all uh, know. So this is Christmas. Yes. Quick rundown of the episode. This is the episode that ties everything up. We get more of a look at Kingpin, what's going on with him and Eleanor. We get the Christmas scene, party scene at the very, you know, that they've been showing in the previews. We get Clinton Kate duking it out. and. We tie up a lot of loose ends and at the same time, unravel some other ones. So, quick question, and this is going to probably be show how little I know and just kind of do real, real things. Does Kingpin have any special abilities or is he just a large man that can take a hit? So, yeah, <laughs> this is one of my notes. Kingpin got a huge upgrade in the television show uh, as far as the Netflix goes. They more grounded him in like he's just like a big, strong guy. But in the comics, he's abnormally big. Like, he's, like, yeah. sometimes he's drawn where, like, his hand is literally as big as, like, Spider-Man's chest. And because of that, he's not, like, super strength, but he is all muscle. 
like that that isn't fat like it's established in 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 the comics that he's not fat it's just all muscle like a sumo wrestler type thing and he's just incredibly strong like picture like the the actor that played the mountain like like a world's strongest man competition type person yeah. and that's how strong he is so yeah in this in this show we see him you know rip a door off but yeah. He doesn't have technically. He doesn't have like super strength, but he has above normal, you know, peak physical human being strength. Okay. Yeah, he got hit by a car. Yeah. Survived an explosion. Got hit by a lot of stuff and just kind of kept going. I was like, didn't think he had powers, but shot in the chest with an arrow. <laughs> just pulled it right out. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he took a lot, um, which uh-huh. I, I was happy to see. I wanted to see a a very powerful and menacing Kingpin. Yeah. But yeah, one of the notes I wrote down was um, Kingpin in the Netflix series violently, you know, shut a door on a man's head to decapitate him. And in this one, he violently rips a door off a hinge. So, <laughs> <laughs> or, or violently gets hit by a car through a yeah. through store window. <laughs> Which, that, I, we're, well, we're skipping ahead on this, but that that bugged me a little bit because the car was parked. How did, did Eleanor like back up the car? And because it was like parallel parked between two cars or, or something. Yeah. Did she back it up and then like ram it? Because she didn't have enough like runway length. It's launch control. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I feel like there's a decent amount to unpack with this episode. Like, yeah. It just seemed like yeah. there was a lot. So you start off the, the episode with Kingpin and Eleanor's conversation. Apparently, Eleanor's husband owed Kingpin money. Yeah. And she did fess up to killing Armand and telling Kingpin that Jack fell with Sloan Industries. And apparently, she's got some stuff on Kingpin, and she's wanting to walk away from the business. And, of course, Kingpin's not happy with that. I also like that we get uh, we get Kingpin's, like, classic look, like the white suit, black undershirt, and then, like, his cane. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, he had like tropical shirts on on both. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's one of the things I, I wrote down. Uh, that is his. He that's an actual callback to the comics where uh, Kingpin is wearing the Hawaiian shirt in a one shot of Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Family Business Volume One. I thought that was cool. Okay, that is cool. Oh, wow. Then we get you know Clint and Kate talking about it and. I thought that was the only thing that I found of importance in that conversation with Clint and Kate talking was that Clint sat there and said, Kate, you're my partner. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad we went like full circle. And finally, Clint's like, look, I know you're here. I know you're in the thick of it. So like, I'm with you, especially after two episodes ago, he just sat there and said like, no, we're not partners. <laughs> yeah. Just tried to like throw her out. Then we go back to Kingpin who's hanging out with Kazi Echo walks in or Maya walks in and they have this conversation about how she's had a turnaround and things of that nature. And Maya knows there's something up like that whole conversation that she had with Clint. You can tell like even the way she's talking or Mm -hmm. signing um, that she, you know, she's looking at Kazi, giving him cross eyes and stuff like that. There's something going on. There's something up. And then as she walks out, you hear King Pence that there's a Maya turned on us, you know, and basically looks at Kazi and says, what will you do? Yeah. So I, I fully believe, you know, towards the end of this episode, we get a fight between Maya and Kazi. And Maya winds up stabbing Kazi, and it looks like he, she stabs him in the gut. Yeah. I firmly believe 
that Echo is going to be a Kingpin, Kazi, Maya Lopez show. Really? You you think Kazi's alive? I think he's dead. Yeah, I don't think he's dead. I think he's alive. See, that's what I was going to bring up was your uh, last last time we recorded, you uh, had mentioned about buying the uh, Hawkeye, what is it, 7 and 8, that has the first appearance of, of Kazi as clown. I was going to say, you might want to hold off on that because <laughs> it may not be worth anything since he's, I think he's dead. It could be that, like, I mean, of course, she wanted wanted him out. She wanted him to come with her. It very well could be that she put the blow where it, it obviously injured him, but he could still come out of it kind of thing. Because maybe she didn't want to completely give up on him and just get rid of him kind of thing. So the Hawkeye issues were 9 and 10, and I actually bought 10. Okay. Because those are the ones that everybody fights about as far as what's his first appearance. And 10 is, like, his origin story. But, yeah, I think... I think this is where he goes. Like, I think this helps turn him into clown. I really do. I don't think he's dead. I could can be completely wrong, though. Completely wrong. Yeah, I I don't think... I think he's dead. I think he's deader than a doornail. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Guess we'll have to see an echo. Yeah. Because from, from that... We're going to skip around a little bit because I feel like it's just better conversation, honestly. Because from there, the next time we see her, she confronts Kingpin in an alleyway. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we do an off-screen gunshot and we, you know, before we go off-screen, we see Maya holding the gun towards Kingpin's head or towards Kingpin. Yeah, that's a, a straight up, like, callback to the comics where she shoots Kingpin in the face and it's left ambiguous if he's alive. Spoilers, he's alive and <laughs> he, he gets blinded by it, which will probably what we see in Echo. Okay. Oh. I was going to say, I don't know that she actually shot him. I think she might have actually got popped. But you do hear a body fall. So, and I don't think she's, she's definitely not dead. No, I think one of two things are happening. Either he, they're doing the comic thing where he gets shot in the head, but he survived, but the trauma from it uh, caused him to be blind. Or they're going to establish that when she fires it, Kingpin like knocks the gun out of the way or something, but the gun still goes off. So that's why we hear a gunshot. I, I, I kind of hope it's the blinding part because that'd be kind of, That'd be kind of cool to see. See, I don't know that I'd enjoy that. I kind of like the idea of him smacking her and she like hitting the wall. Yeah. And falling down. And that's where we hear the body fall. Well, I just like the idea of having, uh, I thought that was a cool concept back in the day where like Kingpin is now blind, kind of like Daredevil and uh, like him having to do stuff, uh, learn how to deal with life that way. I don't know. We just got him back. I don't want nothing weird. Yeah, I was sort of, <laughs> we just got him back and we get like an off screen like death, quote unquote, because I don't think he's dead. And I was like, there's no way they brought him back just to kill him off. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking too. Like we barely, I mean, especially, I don't know how, how big the Daredevil Netflix series got, but I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it really blew up. So like this one, I would, and again, I don't know how well Hawkeye's doing, but I imagine it's probably doing a little better than the Daredevil one. So I feel like people just now got Kingpin and then to go ahead and take him away fully, like li- at least limit him. I, I don't know. That just seems a little much. I think it would be uh, Kazi jumping in front of the bullet and then falling. <laughs> so he made it all the way around? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, he got stabbed, survived, only to die again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I, I brought the, uh, put this in my notes. I wanted to bring up... what. Uh, 
are we getting a season two? Because like I searched online and like the the like, director so. and stuff is talking about like plans for a season two, but it's never been actually confirmed. I've not heard anything about a season two. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I hope we do because like in the like continuing comics after the Matt Fractions, they just do a Hawkeye comic where it's just Kate. Right. Which I would love. I would love to just yeah. see that. Well, I was about to say, there's got to be like, to me, I, f- I feel like they're, it's an easy setup as Kate taking on Hawkeye type thing. So I thought she at least was going to be doing, she's got to at least be doing more here coming up to as much as they involved her now, I would think. But yeah, I mean, especially if it looks like they're building a young Avengers yeah. team, which consists of Kate Bishop. There's got, there have to be something else I'd assume. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard that. That's interesting. Let's see. We get uh, Clint making trick arrows. Yes. (laughs) I was so happy to see that. I was like, yes, more trick arrows. I I thought you might be more happy to see the the label maker and the call. Yeah. That's that's in. That's I literally have a note says more trick arrows, exclamation point, exclamation point, label maker, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I feel like that was also a reference to Home Alone when they're like hand making the trick arrows. Oh, yeah, and like him putting out his little plan. Yeah. His battle plan or whatever. Yeah, I I could be overthinking that, but I I felt like it was. That's funny. To my understanding, the tracksuits were sent to kill Eleanor at the Christmas party. Yeah. All right. I was just making sure because, I don't know, it just seemed foggy. I like the, uh, uh, sorry, just real quick, while they're, while they're making those trick arrows, she, I think that's the scene where she talks about like what motivated her. Yeah, that's what I was about to talk about too. To like, you know, seeing Clint do all that stuff. And we almost get kind of like her version of like with great power comes great responsibility speech. How like what Clint did taught her that you don't need powers and stuff like that to to be like a hero. And she talks about jumping from the building even though he couldn't fly or anything like that, which... I love to tie it all together. By the end of the episode, she jumps from a building, albeit not oh, as yeah. not as confident as Clint was. <laughs> but <laughs> I like that little tie-in with that speech. Yeah, yeah. When I was doing my speed waltz, I like fast forward to that part really quick because I was like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we got tracksuits at the Christmas party or outside the Christmas party. Kazi setting up to sniper Eleanor from the party itself. Jack is out of jail, sporting a sword, by the way, at this <laughs> yeah. Christmas party, which is awesome. I, I love Jack at the party with a sword, and I love how Clint's like, oh, he just got out of jail for being accused of murder with a sword, and he has a sword at a party. That's a weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like the little sort of slight training with Kate about how he's like, all right, so what 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 do you see? And she's like looking around and she he's like, any threats, any assets? And she points out Gary, uh, the guy from like the first episode when they're having the auction and she's sneaking in. Oh yeah. As like a as like a uh uh worker or whatever. Waiter. Yeah, waiter yeah. and and the manager Gary shows up and you know, she's like, <laughs> Who are you? She's like, see, that's the problem, Gary. Uh, and anyway she's like that's the only guy that you know ever fired me from a job I don't know I just thought that was funny from my first real job yeah (laughs) Kate actually confronts Eleanor and and you know basically lets her know everything that she knows 
Yeah. I also liked, is it Armand the fourth? Uh, the third. Is that the little boys? Or, yeah. Uh, the third? No. The little he's not boy. the third. He's the fourth then. I thought he was like, the, no, he's not the or fourth. He, like, the he was like some weird one where he was like the seventh. And I'm like, how the heck did we skip to the seventh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I like, <laughs> my, my wife was like, hey, because she was doing the rewatch with me. She was like, you've got to make sure this is in the podcast <laughs> where he confronts the little boy. Because he's being a little shit about his wine. And he's like, hey, remember when you peed your pants at the Hamptons? We all do. But nobody nobody forgot that. <laughs> I love yeah. Yes, I love that. Yeah. I love that a grown man stooped down to about 11-year-olds. <laughs> Mind of thinking was like, nah, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of yeah. you and your shit. But apparently it was his dad that like got Jack out of jail. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So I also kind of learned. I, I like that we learned that Jack, like he's just a really rich dude with who's obsessed with swords, <laughs> like in this episode, and all the stuff you know that like we thought he was bad <laughs> and everything. He was just trying to like be a good, I guess, eventually stepdad. You know, because he like when I forget what episode it is, but Kate's like confronting them at like the office. And Jack tells Eleanor, he's like, darling, I read a book. You know, she's got to, <laughs> she's like, got to have her space or something like that. <laughs> anyway, I just like that. Like, Jack's just a weird, quirky dude that likes swords. Like you said, like nothing, especially the stuff that I was specking on, like none of that, absolutely none of it panned out. He's just, yeah, he's just a normal guy who, like you said, just likes swords. Yeah, I was a little disappointed that he wasn't, there wasn't some connection with Clint there, but, uh. Anyway, I, I, yeah, I, I still like. Still had fun with him, though. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this my favorite part of this entire episode, and I'm sure it's other people's as well. We meet. We we have the confrontation of Yelena and Kate. Uh, shootings going on. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> or po- yeah, shootings going on. So everybody's leaving, and Yelena comes in and she sees Clint leaving, and so she's starting to go after him, and Kate intercepts. And there's, <laughs> yeah, the, they get to the elevator together yeah. and Yelena's like, oh, hey, Kate Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you know, you, you're going after Clint too bad or whatever. You don't know what floor he's on. And like the thing dings. And she's like, well, now I do. And she's like, crap. She's like, 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she goes to get in the elevator with her. And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> And then gets in the elevator anyways. I love that just, part. Yeah. Uh, trying to be a whole buddy, the elf, like pushing all the buttons. Yeah. And everything. Like, I, I love every time she goes to like push the button, Kate like slaps her hand or no, uh, Yelena slaps Kate's hand. Like, nope. And then, um, yeah, I like the part where, where Kate eventually slaps Yelena and Yelena's like, what was that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, like, I know I crapped all over their first meeting and stuff like that, but like that that whole interaction, them fighting throughout the building yeah. and, and and you know, eventually towards the end, them giving each other compliments on what they did to each other and stuff like that. Like I love that whole interaction, that whole yeah, fight, chase, whatever scene. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The the fight when they're fighting through the the office. Yeah. That style, the way it was filmed, was so cool to me. I liked how it almost reminded me of, like, how comics, like, Mm -hmm. they were kind of squared up like panels of a comic. 
I don't know if that was intentional or if maybe they were, because it was also kind of very, there's a Korean movie called Old Boy that films a certain fight scene that's very similar to that. And I don't know if they were just trying to copy that. But anyway, the way like all the windows and stuff were squared, it yeah. looked very like comic book panel. Anyway, I, it was really cool. I could see that. I didn't think about that. So you said it, but now that you say it, yeah, I could see that. We get Clint is set up and he's, he sees where Kazi's shooting from and shoots. I, I don't even know how Clint got that arrow off and tied before getting sniped. Like it looked like he stuck his head out there. Kazi knew exactly where he was. And then when he came out there full chest and everything to shoot the arrow, I was like, Clint. Yeah. That bullet's going to outrun your arrow. I'm sorry, yeah. bud. <laughs> so, but Hawkeye, I mean, he's Hawkeye. I don't know. I, I guess. Because comics. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's exactly right. So he, he gasses Kazi out of that, that skyscraper across the way, so he can't snipe anybody anymore. Elena jumps out the window <laughs> and starts firing at Clint and misses. And just takes it all the way to the bottom. I I didn't quite understand that. Like, I don't know why she didn't swing in there. or I don't know. I just, I thought a Black Widow would have been more efficient than that. Yeah. Well, then you wouldn't have had the Christmas tree scene. Yeah. Just, that's yeah. true. <laughs> it's, it's, it, the Christmas tree scene would still happen. Yeah. But we wouldn't have the extended version of the Christmas tree scene. <laughs> yeah. This is where Kate comes out of the window, like y'all were talking about, and she does her her falling from a building with no superpowers kind of thing. Yeah. And grabs hold of Yelena's rope. Oh my gosh. When she's falling, though, before she puts her feet like on the building to slow herself down, I was really like, oh my God, she's going to die. Like, she, <laughs> like she's, I'm like, she is just falling at this point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, I was clenching up because I was like, well, hot damn, how are you going to slow yourself down? Like, you... <laughs> You ain't got nothing. When she does get to the bottom, the, the first thing she hears is, Kate Bishop, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and the bro brigade's getting ready to swarm in on her, so she starts taking them out. One guy gets a gun on her, and uh, and here comes old Jack yeah. coming to the rescue <laughs> oh, with a sword. I love that the tracksuit guy, he's like, hey, hey, before we, you know, before we fight, he's like, you know, all the advice <laughs> you gave me, he's like, we went to a Maroon 5 concert. <laughs> And she's like, oh, that's awesome. What's with the gun, bro? <laughs> and she's like, uh, or he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I have to. And then she just like knocks him out. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, oh. Jack is like, like, I, we, we, I forgot to mention, but I love that part with Jack when the attack is happening. And Jack's like, okay, Jack, now's your time. And he like draws his sword. <laughs> Like he's yes. been, he's been waiting all his life to just like murder people with swords. <laughs> been awesome though, like if he like pulled it and like it like slipped out and like all right, <laughs> <laughs> tries to catch it. From there, we uh, we get. I guess Clint's gonna blow up the floor. Yeah. Or oh yeah. Just, like who just goes around with with explosives to blow up a floor because people are coming at? Like I, I don't know. I, I just I was like. Yeah. Bro, that's a little too much. <laughs> I mean, there's I, more people. I guess he needed an escape plan. But D Kazi shows up at that point. How did he get across the building so quickly? Exactly. I was wondering exactly. that. Like, he just took the elevator from the other building, ran across the street. Did he have a zip line too or something? I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I don't I don't know. That's a good question though. Because he got there before the pro gang did. Yeah, it was weird. So, I was like, he was just across the, sh- not even across the street. It was like a block away. Yeah. Yeah. He had a good while to go. Yeah, it was very strange. So from there, this is what, what forces Clint to go jump out of a window and I and grab hold of Yelena's rope. Yeah. And swing off into the Christmas tree where, you know, we've seen that in the previews. Yeah. So... Uh, I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't a grappling hook that broke. <laughs> like, yeah. <same. laughs> the uh, When he lands in the tree, there's an owl in there. I think it's a reference. So I think last year or something in Rockefeller in New York, that tree, they discovered an owl living in the tree and they named it like Rocky. So I think that's a reference. I think they named it Rocky. I forget the name of the owl. Anyway, I think it's a reference to that with that owl. That's funny. Really? Yeah, I, it was a weird, I don't know, I had to look that up, honestly, because I was like, is the owl a reference to something? Like, I, I didn't know if it was a reference to, like, the daredevil villain, the owl, or something, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> From here, we get a clip of Maya, looks like she's getting ready to leave town. Then Kate cuts through the bro gang a little bit with, with some arrows on like the second floor, it looks like. Yeah. And then proceeds to knock down the Rockefeller tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Onto the ice ring. I love that. Yeah. He's like, he's like, don't do anything stupid. And she's like, I'll do this. I'll get down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's before that though, the LARPers. Oh. Yeah. Like decide they're gonna reveal their like LARPing outfits. To, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. That that was really dumb, but I just love when they do it. And then Hawkeye's like, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we get a back to back on the ice rink and Kate and Clint taking out the bro gang with all the different trick arrows. Oh. And I think they started out great with that first one being like some electromagnetic. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote on here, mag arrow. It's super effective. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of flagpoles around, it looks like. Because it's like, it's, it's like one of those, it's, I forget what all, which scene it was, uh, but in one of the other Marvel movies, like, it's kind of like, why didn't we lead with that? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in, uh, I think that's in Infinity War. That's when they're fighting all the, the army of Thanos and, uh, uh, what is it, Scarlet Witch throws... Proxima Midnight, I think that's her name, into the little, like, blender thing. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah, there was, like, some kind of an orange gas, which I was surprised to see the orange gas, and they straight up froze a dude's leg. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I wrote a list of all the trick arrows. There's needle arrows, ice arrows, which I was like, I, I just wrote shattered leg, because that's that's totally what happens. <laughs> yeah. There's like a sleep arrow, like sleep darts. There's mace arrows, which is the orange one. There's the airbag arrow. The airbag arrow? Yeah, you know, where it like pops, like it launch the big bag inflates and it like launches a dude up in the air. There's the sonic arrow, which is that weird, like it creates like a sonic wave or something and it knocks a bunch. And then, of course, uh, the the PIM shrinking arrow. Yeah. I love that one. I'm glad that they reused that one. Yeah. Because when I saw that truck coming, even though like they showed you that tip when they were doing the making the trick arrows, mm-hmm. like they they purposefully showed you, hey, we've got another one of those PIM errors, by the way. I was like, I saw that truck coming and I was like, 
well, that's bound to break something. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. And then he shot that, and I was like, nice pull. Yeah. Nice, nice job. Yeah. <laughs> Which, when the owl comes and carries them off, <laughs> that is honestly, out of all the people that they've murdered during this fight scene, that is the most horrifying one because that is totally what happened to those bro bro guys in that car. Yeah. Like that owl would have somehow like gotten them out and then just ate them. Like maybe. Yeah, oh, I guarantee you. <laughs> like, like that just is a horrifying thought to like die that way. By giant owl? Yes. <laughs> or normal size owl? Yeah, it's normal size owl. You're little? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love, uh, I love though when they're like, "What do we do?" and and Hawkeye's like, "I don't know. I probably should have asked Scott what to do next." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. From there, they find out that Eleanor is coming out of a side door, so Kate takes off. At the same time, Kazi looks like he's getting ready to gun down Clint, and then Yelena comes and just knocks his ass back down on the ice. So then there's a big Yelena Clint fight. Which, again, we all said, well, that could be settled by just saying, hey. And then he did that. And she was like, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> just kept going. That was so ham-fisted. I, like, I was so... The Yelena versus Clint thing was so annoying to me just because he tells her the truth and she's like, you're lying and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, he's not. Shut up. Like, and then <laughs> it, like, I'm skipping to it just because I'm so annoyed by that fight. Like, it all gets solved by him just doing the whistle. Yeah. And then she's <laughs> like, oh, you're telling the truth. And they literally say, like, what we were talking about, how, like, this could all be solved with her going, I loved my sister. And he's like, I loved her, too. And they literally say that. <laughs> like, and that part really annoyed me. I felt it was very ham-fisted. My favorite part of that conversation was Clint does the whistle. And she asked how he knew that. And then Clint says, she talked about you all the time. And then her response to that was, well, what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're just kicking this guy's ass. Yeah. <laughs> the other part that, sorry, I, I didn't mean just to go back just real quick. I love that, you know, we talked about in a previous episode about how Clint's talking about splitting an arrow and he does it to take out two guys on the left and right of Kazi. And then yeah. su supposedly get Kazi, but Kazi got lucky and caught it. <laughs> I just love that. He's like, nice shot. And Clint's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, back, back to Yelena. But no, yeah. no, no, you, no, that was that was good. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I mean, that's really it with Yelena. Like, they settle it and then she just walks away. And I mean, like, and also to me in that, like, she couldn't tell that he wasn't really fighting back much. Yeah. I mean. He really, like, of course he was defending himself some, but he wasn't, to me at least, I, I, at least the way I viewed it, is that he really wasn't putting his full effort into fighting her because I'm sure he felt, you know, guilty or yeah, love or whatever it is in that whole scenario. And so I'm like, could you not tell that he could probably, he's probably pulling his punches some here or something? Just <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Jeremy. It It felt very, like, he was just like, I deserve this and is getting yeah. like beaten the crap out of. But I, the whole Yelena just not listening, it just really bugged me. Yeah. Well, at the same time as the Yelena Clint fight that's going on the ice, it seems like we have the Maya Kazi fight going on up on the street. And Maya's pleading with Kazi for him to go with her. 
So I think that like drives home even more that like that probably was little Kazi in that like karate yeah dojo earlier on in the season and they probably have known each other for years. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you're right. He mentions he's like this was never meant to be your life. This was supposed to be mine. Yeah. So do you think he was jealous of her at all or just wanting to protect her or cuz I was almost wondering if he was like a little it seemed like he was a little jealous but I I could be reading that wrong. Yeah, I don't I don't think he was jealous. I think it's he was protecting her because like I said he he mentions the this was supposed to be my life, not yours and like you were supposed to not get involved with all this. But I got you. See with his reaction, I took it the jealousy route. Is what I took it because she like she doesn't have to wear the suit like everybody else does. She can kind of do her own thing. Yeah, maybe. And like Kingpin sits there and says, "I love you" to her. Yeah, see, that's what I was about to say. I was wondering if like Kingpin kind of favored her over Kazi, mm. right? And and in the I will mention this too in the previews of that episode when Clint is talking to Maya after you know basically stopping her in in the parking like at at the end of the fight. He sits there and says, your boss wanted your dad dead. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I know we kind of talked about that, the, you know, the last episode. Like, was it was it Kazi just being an informant, trying to clear the path for his way to be in charge? Or was it Kingpin really wanting the, the dad out of the way? Or what the case was, you know, whatever the case was. It, it was that the boss wanted her dad dead. Right. So then, you know, they didn't hire Ronan to do it. But Kazi was apparently the informant that did clear the way for Ronan to come in. Yeah, I took it more as of the jealousy route. Hmm. Just just her, just the the way he was acting, the you know, emphasizing that it was his life, that this was supposed to be his life. And, you know, if you're trying to protect somebody, why would you then take a knife at him or an arrow or whatever it was and try to stab him? Yeah. So, like, that was just my take on it, though. Like we said earlier, Maya winds up taking the arrow, the knife, whatever it is, Stabs Kazi in the gut. It looks like he may die there in the street, but as we all know, comic books are comic books and nobody ever really dies unless you see them dead. You know, alas, Tony Stark, rest in peace. Or if you're like Uncle Ben. It used to be in comics, nobody ever truly dies except for like Uncle Ben, Bucky, and Gwen Stacy, but two of those have changed now, so it's just Uncle Ben. Right. And then I guess at the same time as those two fights, we have the Kate Bishop Kingpin fight. And I'm very surprised that Kate kind of held her own yeah. throughout that entire fight. I mean, did like, she? I felt like she got her ass kicked. <laughs> like, oh, she did. But I mean, she didn't get decimated. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's what I anticipated was her to get decimated. Yeah, I was I was really hoping the way this was going was Clint and Kate fight Kingpin. Clint basically takes the brunt of it like, in other words, Clint gets his ass kicked while Kate, like, I don't know, fires trick arrows or something. But I, I was still pleasantly whelmed, I guess, if you will, with this fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I was just very thrilled to see her swipe the cufflink. Yeah. Use the coin flip. Yeah. To pop the arrows. I was like, yes. Yeah. So, yes. I wrote on here, <laughs> I guess I owe you a quarter or. <laughs> Or 10 cents, because technically she didn't use it to knock someone out, but she did do it. So I don't know what I, as far as betting you on this, because I last time I said I didn't think we'd see it again, but I guess I owe you something. (laughs) 
Well, and it wasn't a quarter, it was a cuff link. So, you know, it sounds like a wash to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Too many technicalities there. Yeah. But yeah, I was when I when I saw it and her flipping across, I was like, Yes, this is yes. what I've been waiting for this whole thing. Like You've put too much emphasis on this and her learning this one trick. Yeah. So I was very glad to see that. Same. Like, before that, though, when he takes those arrows and then just snaps them all at once, yeah. I was like, did you, Jesus. Did you see the, like, the, well, the one thing I was going to say is, like, whenever he takes the arrow to, like, his chest, there's no, there's no blood. Like, he yeah. pulls it out and there's nothing. I'm like, yeah. What? Well, <laughs> technically, he wore his brown pants that day, so it's not like you'd see the shit. Like, he had on that red Hawaiian shirt. Like, Yeah, I, guess. I, I, I equate that to it's Disney, and they don't, they're oh, not going to yeah. show a lot of blood. I'll, I'll also say this. It looked like, instead of him pulling it out, it looked like he swiped it down. So it almost looked like he broke oh, it off in him. Yeah, yeah he did. Um, which would then stop. <laughs> don't leave it in or take it out. Don't leave it in or take it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I could think of in that scene was in Ultimate Spider-Man when Spider-Man meets Kingpin. And he starts doing a you're so fat jokes. And one of them is he's like, you're so fat that when you cut yourself shaving, marshmallow fluff comes out. So, (laughs) (laughs) And like it just he keeps saying other stuff and it just keeps making Kingpin like matter and matter. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I mean, other than that, like, I mean, Kate definitely got her ass handed to her, but I don't know. She just she didn't get knocked out. Well, I mean, to, to like compare probably the fights that he's been in. To the fights that she's been in, she she definitely did all right. Oh yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah. saying that she didn't, but I I just thought like she really got her ass handed to her, yeah. and then it was just she got the, her first good pummeling. Yeah, exactly. But it was cool nonetheless. Yeah, got to see some more trick errors. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, Kate called the cops and got yeah. Eleanor in jail. <sighs> I wrote on here. Kate's mom is a shit person. (laughs) (laughs) She tries to guilt trip Kate. Yeah. She's all like, you got to take responsibility, Kate. And she's saying stuff about like, who's going to clean up this mess and everything. And I'm like, you worked for a criminal and like had people murdered. Like you have no right to guilt trip Kate on this. And then when Kate does take responsibility and has her mom arrested for all the things that she's done, then she goes like, oh, is this what heroes do? Have their moms arrested on Christmas? And I was like, yes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that that definite last part, I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do y'all think this will be the last that we see Eleanor Bishop? Uh, if we're getting a season two, then no. If we aren't, like if there's no Hawkeye season two, then yes, I don't I don't see her returning. But I think I think we are going to get a season two, and yes, I think she'll return, and they may do the comic book connection to Madame Mask. Jeremy, uh, I kind of I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Richard on that. Like I I don't think she I don't think she played enough a big enough role being a big enough criminal in this one to kind of like transcend Hawkeye, um, necessarily into like any kind of bigger things, but. Yeah, if they do another, I could see, I I could definitely see her coming back. I mean, I don't, now that Richard mentions the Madam Mask, I think that would be an interesting to make, have her be, be that. But yeah, I definitely think if they do another Hawkeye series, then 
Yeah, I think she's she's got to come back in that one. I agree, and that's where I was going. That's where my next question was going to go to: was do y'all think that they'll actually turn her into Madame Mask? And I agree. I think that if you were to turn somebody, I think she could be a really awesome villain. Yeah. I think that actress could play a really good villain part. I think now you've kind of opened the door to her really going full blown villain. Yeah, yeah. Because of you know she's lost the one thing she seems to really care about. And that being Kate. And so for her to, you know, actually put on a mask and that be her persona then, like, I don't know. It just seems like the ultimate villain for Kate at that point in time would be like her mother. That would be her archness, arch nemesis would be her mother. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Kingpin does get knocked out, but not for long from the uh the cufflink flip. And we see him making his way down an alley. Where, like we've talked about earlier before, he gets he meets Maya in a trusted rover and there's you know she comes out, she points a gun. There's a gunshot made off screen, so we don't necessarily know how that ends. Yeah, definitely don't think Kingpin is dead. Why would you sit there and go to the links that you've gone to to get Vincent D'Onofrio to play this role that he looks very much like he was made for? Yeah, I also think. I don't think he's dead. And there was a there was a line mentioned in that scene where he something about an, an eye for an eye. Uh, I forget who I think it's Kingpin who says it. I can't remember. But I was wondering if that's also a reference to him being blinded in the in the comic books. Like I, maybe so. He's not dead. There's no way he's dead. Um, <laughs> no. He's gonna Are you confirming it. Yes, I'm confirming it. <laughs> like it's such a it like like you said like in comics. No one truly ever dies, and especially a comic book movie where we have a a a, a gunshot off screen. He ain't dead. Anybody <laughs> who thinks he's dead is just lying to themselves. <laughs> so, what about Kazi? I think Kazi's dead because to me, well, like no, because to me, he died on screen. He 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 got stabbed and then fell to the ground. Like he's dead. Well, that's happened to plenty of people. Who? I mean, it just happened to me the other day. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. I, I don't think he's dead. I just because, like, <laughs> just it's oh, tis a mere flesh wound. Get back up and going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think Kingpin's dead. Jack was invited to be a LARPer. Yeah. So that was that was cool. I want. I want to see that. Yeah, I yeah. want to see that. <laughs> Why did we not get that as an end credits like Stinger, him as a LARPer? Like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that'd have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna mention it once we got to the mid credits, but uh, I really want. Okay, so the mid credits, we get the full Steve Rogers the musical scene. I can do this all day. Yeah, which oh, that was horrible. Yeah, I I loved it just for how cringy it was. But I was really, really they missed a, a huge opportunity. Once they get to the like near the end, it should have panned out to reveal someone in the audience. And it should have been Scott Lang going, Yeah, that's totally how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been good. Yeah. That would have been good. I really, really wish they did done but that. But I probably like, I probably would have missed it because I, I fast forwarded through that whole thing. Oh, yeah. I couldn't watch it. I was like, I, I, uh -huh. I just need to skip and see if there's something important in here. <laughs> I, I watched the, I didn't do it on the rewind because I forgot about it, thank God. But the first time around, I watched the entire thing and I don't like musicals anyways. And I still watched it and I was 
like so horribly whelmed <laughs> at the end of it and pissed off at myself and, and Disney for making me sit through that shit. I was just like, there's no payoff. There's no payoff nope. at all. There's nothing. Yeah. There Bunch that. of assholes. <laughs> it was so cringy. I, I really did laugh. Was. I did laugh at one point, though, where during the musical, they're talking like, you know, whatever. They're, the, they're singing about each person, each Avenger's, like, ability. You know, whatever. They say, like, Tony Stark, he's really smart or something. I can't remember. Anyway, but when they get to Hawkeye, they just go, and Hawkeye, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> they just shit on him. I don't know. I just think that's really funny. Oh. Pretty much that's the end of the story. We we finished it off with the nice Barton Christmas on the farm. He makes it home. Yeah. He made it for Christmas. Yeah. He made it for Christmas at least. Brings Kate and Lucky with him. Yep. Lucky the pizza dog. And Lucky the pizza dog. And, and the mystery of the Rolex is revealed. And as most everybody said, it was Laura Barton's Rolex the whole time. Yep. It had number 19 on it, which is a reference to her being Mockingbird, which is... With the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. Yep. Uh, Agent 19, I think, is her, technically her, like, whatever, call sign. Or technically her call sign is Mockingbird. But, mm. So they retconned that from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Yeah. Yeah, they're basically saying that that is, that is not canon anymore, which a lot of people theorized that they would be doing that since Loki could, you could say, like, Agents of Shield technically happened, but it's a it's a variant. Yeah, that watch had no payoff for me at all. Yeah, like I know I was wrong, and that's fine. I'm cool with being wrong, but like that watch, that was the lamest payoff. I think like you you already made her to being a badass in the show. Like you didn't have to sell me on it on her being Mockingbird. Well, yeah. I think so. More credence to last episode we talked about, and since we. Slight spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. It's confirmed that we're not going to get a Norman Osborn in the MCU. So Dark Avengers are led by Norman Osborn. And last episode, we talked about how Kingpin could be the person to take that place. So I think the whole reason Kingpin needed that watch during the Dark Avengers, Norman Osborn takes over S.H.I.E.L.D. and like basically rebrands it as Hammer. And I think maybe... Kingpin needed that watch for some kind of shield intel. So further him becoming the new leader, which will eventually be like Hammer and we'll have more Dark Avengers. See, I I just now like what you said last episode more of, you know, how he'd sit there and say, this is my city. (laughs) It was it was more of the I like this watch. It's my watch. Go fetch me that watch. (laughs) I I love that, though. (laughs) I forgot. I didn't put that in my notes. I love the part where he says that, like, you, you know, he makes the comment about it was at the very beginning of the episode. He's like, when he's talking with Kazi, he's like, we need to remind people that this is my city. Uh, and I was like, hey, he said the thing. You do a really good job at that voice, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because I'm overweight. <laughs> I'm overweight. I can't pull it off. Oh, but yeah, I just, I didn't, it was just not a good payoff. Like that, that's, that's what this whole thing was about was this watch. Yeah. And like, I still don't know why he wanted it. Yeah. I still don't like, I understand it leads back to Laura. I get that. But like, 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There was no good payoff other than just confirming that, which we kind of had all ruined that for ourselves, but that it was a reference to her being Mockingbird in the past, which they could have done something different. But yeah, no, I agree. Like, why? Why did Kingpin want the watch? Nothing. Right. Nothing was ever told for that. Maybe they'll reveal it in Echo. I don't know. Then we have a uh, a burning ceremony of the yeah. the Ronin oh my outfit. God. What? Oh no! They ruined that damn smoker. By the yeah! way, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I wrote on here, burn suit on grill. Like you have all this <laughs> land, you you don't have a fire pit somewhere. <laughs> And then, like, that's, I could... That's a traditional thing to have a burn barrel. Yeah, like, and then, because he ruined that grill, is he going to be like, hey, son, go fire up the grill and scrape off the Ronin suit. We're having steaks tonight. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like what? <laughs> that was so dumb to me. Like, we'll find out the remnants cooked in every now and then. Yeah. He could have at least done it on, like, the side box, you know, where the... <laughs> yeah. Like, he at least still had a smoker after that. Yeah. <laughs> Just have a little bit of a leathery taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd have burned it off eventually. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're both cow. Dad, these steaks taste like uh, like leather Extra and cow. vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes like sweat. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I love that he that they that he wore the the suit. I mean, I know he didn't get the whole like mask and everything, but he still wore the purple suit. Oh, I was so disappointed. Same. Yeah. Same. Like, I, I, yeah, I was glad that he actually wore the suit, but I do, I, yeah, I wish it was a little bit more like gimmicky than what it, it was. It did look like a modern, his modern suit, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But I just. So I didn't, I didn't mention this because I figured we would see it. Um, but there were on set leaks of when they were filming the Clint going to meet the LARPers for the first time. There was a onset LARPer dressed in the Hawkeye comic accurate suit. Oh, that's really? great. Yeah, you can, for everyone listening and stuff and ourselves, you can go on and Google it later to see it. It was never aired in that episode. So people were theorizing, myself included, that we would see that outfit with Clint wearing it. But we didn't get that. And I'm I'm so disappointed by that. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you had two opportunities then to make that suit somewhat work yeah. and, and make it a joke. Yeah. So, oh, well. <laughs> it was disappointing. Yeah. But so was the watch. So. <laughs> it was a disappointing <laughs> Christmas for, for Michael. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> At least on, on Hawkeye, it was. It's rather underwhelming. Very. <laughs> yes. Very underwhelming. I think Kate was also disappointed in the fact that Clint didn't like any of her superhero <laughs> names, yeah. such as Lady Hawk, uh, Hawk Eve, Hawk Shot, Lady Arrow. <laughs> I liked Hawk Shot. I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. And then, of course, Clint's like, I have an idea. And then it just cuts to the the logo of the the title of the show. Yeah. And then, as we already said, the mid credits spoiler, which is, I think, the only like stinger in this entire series, is it not? Yeah, I don't remember yeah. seeing another one. Is the full performance of Steve Rogers the musical bullshit musical, which was um, not a stinger? It's just uh, it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find it dumb, but it was it was very cringy. Yeah, it was horrendous. <laughs> it made me want to vomit. All right, 
So now that the series is over, Jeremy, you've seen everything but Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Correct. So we've got WandaVision was the first thing that came out. Was Falcon and Winter Soldier next? Yes. And then mm-hmm. Loki. Yes. Yeah. And now Hawkeye. Yes. Yeah. So where where does this how whelmed are you with this series? Uh, I'm uh, a very pleasantly whelmed, honestly. Like I I thoroughly enjoyed this series. And yeah, I, I yeah, I definitely recommend it. How does having read the book that influenced the series on Hawkeye compared to having watched WandaVision and things like that and not have read something? How how's the impact on that? I I, I liked it because I liked being able to <laughs> actually pick up on like the little small things here or there. I mean, obviously not not all of it kind of thing, but I still got to get the, like the the coin flip stuff and pizza dog and just different things like that. So I I enjoyed knowing that back history of it again. Like I'll I just I won't know like all all that was in there, obviously, right. but or, but still having that little bit of extra knowledge was a lot of fun because I got to you know like I said pick up on the small things. Cool. And like I will say too. There's, I talked to I, some people I know out there don't are like, oh, I don't want to, don't want to watch Hawkeye. And I'm like, cause I just, I don't, I don't like Hawkeye. I'm like, okay, you at least still need to go watch it. Like to me, I'm like, you, you gotta, it's not, not even if you don't like Hawkeye, I, I still say you need to go watch it cause it's, it's just a fun series. That's all it really was about. Like, I, and I, I mean, it's, it's about Hawkeye being human. Like it's not, a superhero movie necessarily doing like these crazy superhero things. And I mean, it's just Hawkeye, Clint Barton being a normal guy and just having to deal with some stuff kind of thing. So I, again, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I also don't feel like, cause I could see people being hesitant because of the Christmas aspect of it. I don't feel like it was very Christmas heavy though, either. No, like I know they made lots of references to it because Clint trying to get back in time for Christmas, but like outside of that, it just it didn't seem very Christmas heavy either. So I, I was I didn't enjoy that. Where would you rank this movie as far as with the other ones? Well, I mean, I, I haven't seen the the Falcon one, but I mean, from the you're two, not missing much. Yeah, I was about to say from the two of you, it seems like that one can be number four. <laughs> uh, so like with the other three, I don't know. That's 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 a hard one, honestly. I would. <laughs> I think I would probably like it's to me, it's a close race between between Hawkeye and Loki. Like those two, I I, I enjoyed those two the most so far. But I, I'd probably say Loki squeezes out first on that one and then Hawkeye and then WandaVision. All right. To me, they're all still like all three of those are still really good. And I really enjoyed yeah. all three series. But yeah. Cool. All right, Richard, what's your whelm factor on this? I was overly whelmed, I guess, overall, because it was a lot of fun. And, you know, Jeremy talking about that made me think, you know, they really did capture the spirit of the Matt Fractions, even though it, it was very loosely based off of it in the sense that, like, yeah, we got the like some of the characters from that comic, but it doesn't really follow it in any way. But they did right. capture that whole, like, the point of the story was kind of showing Clint as just like this everyday, like, man and what he does when he's not an Avenger. So yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way, but until Jeremy was mentioning that, they they did a good job at capturing that. So I I really enjoyed this. And yeah, if if people are like, "Oh, I don't care about Hawkeye," like they need to see it. It's a fun watch. It's it's a really really fun watch. I mean, here's a here's a good example. My wife 
all throughout, like before, <laughs> before this show aired, she was like, uh, like she doesn't like Haley Steinfeld. She doesn't like Jeremy Renner. She doesn't like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so she was just like, uh, I do not want to see this. And by the end of it, she was like, I really enjoyed this. So if that doesn't speak volumes. <laughs> I, w- I will have to say, like, I think Haley Steinfeld did a really good job in this. I really enjoyed her. Oh, yeah. I enjoy her a lot. I thought she's great when she first started out in True Grit. I think she's like, she's adorable, you know, or like ad- <laughs> adorable. You know what I mean? She's, oh, yeah. She's very like cute and bubbly. And, and I just find her like really, really funny. And as far as ranking them, uh, I think I've said this before, but I still stick with it. I liked Loki because, you know, all the craziness and and stuff like that and also introducing Kang. And then I really, really like WandaVision next just because that show was great. And it shows like kind of like how you deal with grief and the loss of a loved one. And like, I know this, they kind of ripped that line off because they're, it is, but I love that line that Vision says. You know what is, what is grief but love persevering? Like I anyway, I'm 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 gushing over WandaVision now at this point. <laughs> but uh, Hawkeye's next, and then of course fourth is Falcon. And it's once again, it's not because Falcon and the Winter Soldier is bad. It's just I saw how all of that was going to play out, except for maybe the one part where. Jeremy, slight spoilers for you, where John Walker uses Captain America's shield to, like, murder someone. Like, that was the only shocking thing in the entire series to me. But everything else was like, yeah, I know by the end of this, Sam's going to be Captain America. Yeah. And, like, him and Bucky are going to be, like, buddy-buddy. There was no real surprise or twists and turns in that one. I will say, like, in WandaVision, too, like, it also showed how insanely powerful Wanda is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which she is. I mean, yeah. in the comics, she has like chaos magic, which, you know, they established that and it can do like a ton of stuff. Yeah. In all honesty, Endgame showed how insanely powerful Wanda was because as we all know, Cap Shield is made of vibranium in the MCU. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Thanos's battle axe or whatever it is, battle sword, I don't even know what that thing is, it chips away at that vibranium shield. Right. Wanda's magic breaks half that thing in half. The blade. Half of, like, one half of one of the blades yeah. in half. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm just saying, like, when I saw that, I was like, hi, damn, she's got some <laughs> power. Yeah. So, I was pleasantly whelmed with Hawkeye. <laughs> Because <laughs> it sounded a little difficult to get out there. Uh, it wasn't difficult. I was just trying to make sure that I was correct in what I was saying. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I did not go. I did not go into this caring about it at all. And I did think it was a fun ride, though. I like Helly Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. I, I agree with y'all her bubbly personality. And like I said, just that one elevator scene with her talking to the guy and the face she made reminded me of my oldest. And I was like, that's exactly what she would do. I know she would. And that's the exact same face that she would make. And so that just reminded me of her. Uh, I, I think I enjoyed more of the Yelena parts than I did really anything else. And I enjoyed Maya's story a lot more than I think a lot of other things. So it just, I don't know. I, I think I i liked it for different reasons, I think, is what it boiled down to. I liked that we didn't get a lot of Christmas 
shoved down our throats. That was nice. And uh, just from all the advertising and things like that, like I was looking for a poster to put on my Plex account and every one of them has like Christmas stuff on them. And I'm like, motherfucker, I don't want Christmas on this. Like, <laughs> I just want Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. That's it. But yeah, as far as rankings go, my number one's WandaVision. I love that show. I thought it was great. Two would probably be Loki. And then three would be Hawkeye because Falcon Winter Soldier was not made for me at all. At all. Don't give two shits about that show. Like, I just don't. I don't care about Bucky's story in that. I don't care about John Walker's story in that. I don't care about Sam's story in that. I don't care about any of it. I, like 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 you said, Richard, I, I knew it was coming. Yeah. And I just felt it was a long way to get to what we already knew was going to happen. So, uh, I mean, probably the most interesting thing to me was the Bucky story. And I really didn't care that much about it. Yeah. So I thought we'd already, actually already solved all that. But apparently we didn't. So. Yeah, that was about the only thing that I, I really enjoyed from that series was just the Bucky, like, becoming the scene where they show where he's, like, free of, like, the brainwashing. Yeah. That was probably the only important part of the entire, like, I mean, other than Sam becoming Cap. But uh, that was just the emotion in that scene that uh, Sebastian Stan, the the acting in that scene was just top, top tier. The only way that could have been better is if he'd become Black Panther. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> You're the only one championing that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hey, everybody's got their own thing. Jeremy's got Captain Marvel, Mephisto. I'm right there. That's two Bucky's things. Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled him as one. I think y'all just like to troll <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. But I do like to troll a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you know, who, you know that there's one that he wouldn't be the only one championing in is uh, Mephisto being in the Spider-Man. <laughs> Which he's not. So, thank God. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Jeremy. Jeez. Or is he? <laughs> he's not. <laughs> We've all seen the movie. He's not. Or is he? I just said he's not. <laughs> hey, people were leaking in there at the end. I'm just saying. Yeah, and none of them were Mephisto. <laughs> I don't know. There's some weird flame shapes in there. All right. I'm so, sh- uh, I'm sure Mephisto knew who Peter Parker was. Jeremy, where can they find you at? <laughs> I think Rich is ready to be done. Yeah, I mean it's it's an hour and eighteen, so especially since he's got to edit all this garbage. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank y'all so much for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed this. I hope by now, since you've listened to all these episodes, that you will actually go and watch this TV show if you were not watching it with us. Please hit the subscribe and everything else to get notifications and whatnot when we actually drop these new episodes. Yes. Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch every now and then. Uh, Night Fury GTO uh, with a K. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I end on here, of course, too. So leave us, uh, uh, yeah, like Michael said, like it, subscribe it, like it, leave us some comments and let us know what you like and don't like. Richard, where can I find you at? Uh, I 
I'm kicking myself because I meant before we started this episode, I was going to make a Twitter account called Night Curry. But if uh, <laughs> if it is not already taken, I will be having a, a, a Twitter account called Night Curry. So you can reach me there uh, with a K on the curry. Uh, <laughs> and just a just in for night, yeah, right? No, exactly. Yes, it would be right. in night, like night, like day Nighttime. and night. And then... <laughs> Curry with a K. Um, <laughs> God, I hope that's not taken. And I'm so mad I didn't do that before this. Anyway, you can also find me here on uh, on our podcast. Um, yeah, and just uh, send us an email at uh, comicallycomicspodcast uh, at gmail.com. And we've got our Instagram, same, same handle, comicallycomicspodcast. And yeah, check us out there. Definitely go check out our Instagram. I forgot to mention earlier, we actually posted um, the newest Batman trailer that came out. I got a notification from Key Collector that it was out, and I tried to search it outside of the Key Collector link, and I could not find it on YouTube. Really? Hmm. So I was able to record it, though, and actually display it on Instagram. I'm sure it's public now, though. Um, But yeah, so we try to stay up to date with that kind of stuff. Y'all can find me on YouTube at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on Instagram at 22 underscore comics. Again, thank y'all so much for listening and please reach out to us whichever way you feel more comfortable with and have fun. Oh, um, uh, also, uh, we made it to our 20th episode. Woo! So, yay. Hi, damn. Woo, Brie Larson. Oh, God. <laughs> Say bye, Jeremy. <sighs> bye, Jeremy. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye, Jeremy. You know? I feel like I'm missing something here. Okay, Jack. This is it. It's your time. What is up, guys? Future Richard here. I wanted to give y'all a heads up to let y'all know that we will be taking another week off. Uh, Jeremy and Michael, unfortunately, have gotten sick. So I wanted to give them another week to rest and get better and wish them a speedy recovery. So if y'all can just bear with us, we'll be back next week with more Comically Comics shenanigans. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I will catch y'all next week.